104.7 The Cave, Mike the Intern on the phone with one of the vocalists of the band Hairball coming to town, Glorious Theater, this Saturday night. Dave, thank you so much for taking your time with me this morning. Um, I heard a lot about, about you guys. Great things. If you love arena rock, you are going to love Hairball. Is that right? Oh, yeah. We're a one-stop shop for that stuff. Where We come to town. Uh, and uh, we're there to preach the gospel of rock and roll, and we're there to save souls and let people know that everything's going to be okay. And uh, we wear more makeup and more and bigger high heels than your sister and your mother and your aunt combined. So we're ready to go, man, and your grandma, if that matters. So. <laughs> one of the things I think I love the most about Hairball is that you guys have more than one vocalist, and I think that's some, that's that's really cool because each guy has their own strength. You know what I mean? You're not going to have a guy that can do Brian Johnson really well then turn around and do someone like Brian May. Or not Brian May. Um, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. I don't know why I got that confused. Anyway, but you see what I'm saying. You, you, you have your strengths and your weaknesses as a performer, and I think what you guys do bringing in different styles to the, to the presentation is extremely smart. Where's your wheelhouse at? Uh, well, you, you explained it beautifully. Um, my wheelhouse is the Brian Johnson and the Gene Simmons and the the D. Snyder and Alice Cooper, the Twist, you know, the uh, Quiet Right and Cinderella, and those raspy voice singers. You can hear it in my voice now. We did a show last night on Monday. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just because I can sing Brian Johnson and, and all of that stuff doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to sing Steve Perry. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So. Yeah, to have three singers uh, with with differing strengths, um, it really does lend to a more um, proper show and and more fun, for that matter. And it gives you a chance to kind of just keep it going because a lot of people, you know, give the singers the flack because, you know, you're not the one carrying all the gear, man. You're not the one having to do this. But the performer that fronts the band really has to sell it, and you have to sell it better than anyone else, and you are running a marathon forever how long that is. So I think it probably helps you guys to get a little bit of a breather in between those songs, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I mean, what we were accustomed to back in the day, I mean, if we're being honest about it, we were used to playing two-and-a-half-hour shows, three three, three one-hour set shows. You know, I mean, those were that was common before we got into Hairball. Um, and now we're down to about 38 minutes a piece a night. Um, so yeah, it does lend to a more powerful show because the energy level is so high from what you were used to doing, um, that it allows you to be at your full capacity whenever you go out there, every time you go, but the changeovers are real quick. Uh, you have to be on point. The makeup has to be ready. Everything has to be 100% correct. And there's a lot that goes back, goes on backstage that people don't see, uh, that uh, is is definitely it's a crazy look back there. Whenever you if you peek behind the curtain, you'd be like, "Wow, these guys are these guys are working hard." One of the things I think is really really funny is if you look at your bio on your website, hairballonline.com, all the singers list Kiss as your favorite band, which I think is great. You know what I mean? Like the the singers all agree that Kiss is your favorite band. What's your second favorite band? Um. Probably ACDC, uh, and and the reason behind that is, I mean, it's ACDC. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. I know. I agree. They write a bad song. I mean, they they draw a perfect circle every time. Have you ever tried to draw a circle? Okay, you know how hard that is, right? Well, ACDC draws a perfect circle every single time. 
time. That's yep. what they do, and they're just incredible. So uh, they don't write bad songs. And um, so yeah, ACDC would probably be my second favorite band. Now I always I I I always say I always preface what I'm about to say with this. The vocal performances that Brian Johnson did on Back in Black and For Those About to Rock are hands down some of the most amazing vocal performances done by any lead singer of all time. I don't care who you are. Consistently on those records, Brian Johnson is trying to prove to that band and everyone else that he could be as good, if not better, than Bond, or he, he or completely separate himself from that, which is what he did. He created, I mean, they were more popular than they'd ever been once that album came out, but my heart always goes to the songwriting that they did and the feel that they had with Bond. I liked the grittiness. Powerage is probably my favorite ACDC record. Even though there's not one single on that album, consistently that album, front to back, is a banger. So do you feel more akin to the Bond Scott era or the Brian Johnson era? Well, you just nailed everything that I, that, that, uh, I would say. Uh, Brian, uh, on Back in Black, destroyed that record. It was incredible. And as far as vocals go, now this is strictly vocals. Brian Johnson destroys Bon Scott. Destroys him. There's no two, it's not even in the same ballpark. But Bon Scott was such a character, and Bon Scott was such a lyricist, and Bon Scott was such an incredible presence. And you can't help but not love Bon Scott. He was the man. And you're exactly right. Powerage is my favorite ACDC record. Hell yes! Uh, and it, it is uh, it's just an amazing album. But just it it even Eddie Van Halen said that was his favorite. It, I don't I don't know why. I, I think it's just one of those things that if you really dive into that band and you really spend time with ACDC and you find what they were going for, that's the album that I think they hit it out of the park. Even though no one else at the time saw it, you know, and it's always Highway to Hell or whatever for those about to rock. But not for those uh, um, let there be rock. But it it it, it just it, it blows my mind. It's kind of the argument that you always make with Van Halen with Diamond Dave versus Sammy Hagar. Oh, Sammy Hagar completely blows Diamond Dave out of the ballpark with his vocal presence. But the songs they wrote while they <laughs> Diamond Dave was in the band are so much better than the ones that they wrote when Sammy so was in the band. It's just it's well, one of those yeah, things. It, it, well, the, the the thing that you got to understand about that is is that. Uh, Dave was chocolate and Eddie was peanut butter, and that's what goes together. That's a good way to put it. And and, uh, it's it's just an amazing thing that they put together. But as far as, like, you know, Brian and Bond, you know, the the, the thing that drives me crazy about about Brian and and ACDC fans is that they don't want to give him credit. They don't want to give him credit for what he did. They don't give him want to, want to give him credit for the album that he wrote. I, you see it all the time. They don't want to give him credit for writing back in black. They say Bond did that. No, give the guy credit. Yeah, he do. crushed it, and he did such a great job. And he saved that band, whether you like it or not. Oh, 110%. Uh, he saved that band. And, um, and thank God for him, because he's just... He's an incredible singer, and I, I challenge any vocalist with their, uh, worth their salt uh, to, to to do all of Back in Black in one night. And uh, when you do, you'll know exactly what he went through. And Because uh, I know all too well. Oh, I'm sure you do, man. I'm sure you do. And again, that's why I preface it to always when I say that, because you, as a, as a musician myself, and understanding what it takes to hear those two albums, Back in Black and For Those About to Rock, the vocal performances are just unbelievable. And 
and it's something else I always say like when you're setting up a stereo, I always, the first record I play is Back in Black to make sure that it sounds the way it's supposed to sound sure. every single time. So I think uh, you and I could spend the next 15 hours talking about ACDC and the rock that you guys play. But the most important thing that you guys need to take away from this conversation is that Hairball is in Springfield, Galois Theater. We're giving away tickets during Guitar Hero Worship all this week. Do not miss out on this show. It's going to be a great Saturday night of rock and roll. All your favorites at the Galois. Dave, thank you so much for taking the time and having this great conversation with me this morning. Absolutely, man. We want everybody to come to the show. We want you to raise your glasses uh, in the air. We want you to sing your courses to the favorite songs from your childhood and uh, slap your buddy on the back and spill beer on each other and just worship at the altar of rock and roll because there's not a greater show out there right now that does this. I say that without any reservation. We show up with the intention to preach the gospel. And, man, I am telling you right now, you have six preachers on that stage, and we are full and passionate about the gospel and we cannot wait to see you guys in missouri it's going to be just an over-the-top family reunion and we are going to celebrate rock and roll and all its glory that night so everybody come on show up let's have a big time and i'll give you a big rick flair woo 